A civil war is coming. At least that's what some in the media are predicting. Political leaders too, including a former United States president. Predictions of gloom and doom seem to be everywhere. Climate doom, coronavirus doom, racial doom, now civil war doom. I'm Martin Moyer, your host of Shout Out Patriots. I'm joined by Pastor Jason Bender. Together, we're going to explore with our other guests whether America should be preparing for a civil war. And if so, who's going to start it? Or, if you look around, perhaps it's already begun. Patriots, they deserve a voice, so we're giving it to them. Okay, welcome to Shout Out Patriots. I'm Martin Moyer, your host. Let me introduce our guests. We have Pastor Jason Bender of the Patriot Church here with us. Say hello, Pastor. Hello, Patriots. Thank you for joining us tonight. We have Alec Rooney, our news editor for the Christian Action Network. Welcome to Shout Out Patriots. Michael Moyer is working the controls. Hey, welcome back. Via Zoom is David Carroll, an attorney out of Columbus, Ohio, who is also chairman of Christian Action Network, which is the sponsor of this program. Say hello, David. Welcome, Patriots. All right, so everybody's introduced, and today we're going to talk about is America headed for a civil war? So let me read a few headlines that have occurred just in the last uh, couple of days. Today, the NPR headline is this, imagine another American civil war, but this time in every state. The Guardian today, is the United States really heading for a second civil war? Today also, could the United States really be on the brink of another civil war? Three days ago on CNN, is America headed to civil war or secession? And the New Yorker two days ago, a new civil war in America? That seems to be the theme, right? That America must be headed toward a civil war because the media is telling us that's the case. We're so used to seeing this in the, uh, in the media too. Like they all go to the same budget meeting and suddenly everybody's got a story with the same keywords in the headlines. Same exact narrative, same buzzwords. Yeah. All- yeah, it's almost like they're trying to egg on a civil war. You know, it's like uh, they're going to rattle the sabers for us and say, hey, you guys out there, start gathering up your weapons. You need to be marching down the streets and shooting people. But it's like somebody gave this command. Somebody like sent this out to everyone and said, here's here's the story for the week, everybody. Yeah, let me uh, read to you uh, some of the pundits out there that are claiming a civil war is imminent. So we have three retired U.S. generals who warned in mid-December, that uh, if Trump would win in 2024 or maybe lose in 2024, there would be another coup attempt. And their concern is that uh, during the most recent uh, January 6th takeover of the U.S. Capitol, more than one in 10 of those charged in that attack were men of and women of service record. So they're claiming that 10% or assuming that 10% of the military are Trump supporters who are on the verge of doing a civil war. If uh, they believe that another election is stolen from Donald Trump, the retired general Steven Anderson told CNN that Trump supporters in the military are a threat from within. And then he advised people, military people, to stop listening to that pillow guy. 
Mike Lindell. Well, interestingly, the only person who was shot to death in that whole incident was a ex-military Trump supporter. Yeah, uh, <laughs> it's pretty sad. Uh, all right, so Barbara Walters, she has a new book out called How Civil War Starts. And she says that when a party starts to question the outcome of a presidential election, it might justify a lawless insurrection. And uh, she says that those who question elections are now on the verge of a civil war. Now, if I recall correctly, the liberal Democrats questioned Donald Trump's election for like four years and no one was citing that a civil war was imminent because they were questioning. Yeah, oh yeah, oh yeah. They questioned it and they did everything they could to subvert it. If I'm not mistaken, I mean, how many times did they try to impeach him because they hated well, several times. his guts? I mean, the they tried mo- to get him out the entire time. Right. Barbara Walters wasn't publishing her book then. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So President Jimmy Carter, of course, he has to uh, chime in on this. And he says there is now a risk of a civil conflict. I guess he just wanted to be different rather than calling a civil war. It's a civil conflict. And he said that our nation now teeters on the brink of a widening abyss. He urged Americans to set aside their differences. I'm not even sure what that means. To yeah. set it, what he really means is that we're not going to set aside our differences. Right. We yeah. want you to set aside <laughs> right. your differences you come on our side. with us. Right? It's like the Steelers want the Patriots to set aside their differences, but not the Steelers. Yeah, so we see... All these uh, media, political leaders out there predicting a civil war, and we know who they're pointing their finger at, right? They're pointing their finger at Trump supporters, conservatives out there who uh, are unhappy with many of the woke policies, the council culture, the uh, uh, what's going on in the public schools, uh, immigration, and I guess I could just go down the line with climate change policies, et cetera, et cetera. And they're basically saying that these people, like people around us at this table here, are on the verge of committing a civil war. But when you look at history over the past 10 years, uh, what we see here is one time on January 6th of last year, uh, people who may have been egged on by the FBI that we're now learning, uh, stormed the U.S. Capitol and uh, took over that building. But prior to that, for the past 10 years, all the takeover of federal buildings have been initiated and conducted by liberal activists. So I want to run a video now and show and remind people of what the liberals have been doing for the past 10 years. So Michael, go ahead and roll that tape. So in this first video, we're seeing hundreds of union workers storm the Capitol building in Madison, Wisconsin in 2011. They were protesting a collective bargaining bill introduced by then Republican Governor Scott Walker. And unlike the January 6th protesters, they weren't rounded up and kicked out within a few hours. They occupied that building for several days, even having time to set up an information center, a sleeping area, a medic station, and food stations. In this next video, left-wing protesters in 2018 took over the Hart Senate Office Building in opposition to Supreme Court Justice nominee Brett Kavanaugh. In July 2020, Antifa rioters set fire inside of a federal courthouse in Portland, Oregon, and it stayed under attack for the next several months. Suffering from bomb threats, glass-breaking projectiles and weapons, 
and even more arson attempts. Then, as recently as October 2021, left-wing climate activists stormed the United States Department of Interior in Washington, D.C., and occupied a space inside that federal building for more than four hours. They were demanding that Joe Biden declare a national climate emergency and end fossil fuel projects. Some of the protesters vandalized the building, others pinned police against the wall, a number of people were injured, including a police officer that had to be transported to the hospital. Dozens of protesters were arrested, but there has never been any further word or media attention about those arrests, what charges they face, whether they are still in jail like many of the January 6th protesters, and whether there will be an upcoming congressional hearing to determine whether these protesters amounted to an insurrection against our U.S. government. All right, so... I want to ask the question around the table here. Who's more likely to start a civil war? The radical leftists are conservative Trump-leading supporters. And I would suggest, based on what I've seen over the last year and a half, that the civil war had already started when Black Lives Matter was burning down cities, tearing down statues. That is when the civil war started. But they want to deflect from the real people responsible for creating civil conflict and now try to direct it toward people who are conservatives because they had their one day in the sun that they're never going to forget about and they're going to hold hearings possibly forever. They'll have schools every year having some type of lesson about the January 6th insurrection that took place in Washington, D.C. So it's more of of a deflection of the real civil war that's going on in the United States. And I don't think it's going to be started by Trump supporters or conservative uh, Americans or conservative Christians, because I think it's already been started uh, at least two years ago. How does everybody else feel about that? Oh, I think that they've already had a war going on forever against the original American values. Uh, They've been waging that for a long time, and it looks like they're winning. I mean, from the mainstream anyways, and from all basic uh, areas of the government, it looks like they're in control of basically everything. So I think that they started it. It's, it's, they started it, and it's ongoing. What we're seeing is like an ongoing series of provocations. It's like somebody's coming up to you and stomping on your foot, and they're smacking you on the face, and then they're punching you, and they're trying to get you to react. And this is what's going on right now with the left. They're trying to get conservatives to react hard enough that they can point the finger and say, you're starting a civil war. Yeah, I was going to say exactly that, Alec, because what they're doing is they're trying to instigate the, our, our side of, of uh, you know, the playing field, the deplorables, if you will, the insurrectionists. And we see, as you mentioned, Marty, early on with the narrative that's out there, the more that it's out there, the more that it becomes reality on both sides. And I would just say also is that right now, regardless of how you look at it, I see a, a war going on in the technology field. You have biomedical war right now. You know, there's a lot of things that we don't see at the surface, but behind the scenes, there are some civil wars, I believe, brewing right now. You know, it's a, it's a typical leftist tactic to accuse the right of doing the things that the left actually does. 
not necessarily truthfully, of course, but to falsely accuse the right of doing things that the left actually does. And it may be a setting of the stage, thanks to Biden's abysmal performance in action in, in office, abysmal performance and, and low approval ratings, they can see the electoral tsunami coming. And so they're trying to set the stage for them taking unlawful, drastic action to try to prevent the electoral takeover by the right. But David, don't you think that Biden's performance itself is also a provocation? They're like, let's put this president up here and just see how appallingly badly he can do when you guys still aren't going to do anything. You're still not going to hit us back. You're still not going to do anything about this. That's what they're trying to get us to do. Yeah, I think they're trying to find the pressure points on conservatives out there to see what can we do to push them over the edge. So earlier uh, last year, uh, the Department of Justice came out with a report. It was called the National Strategy for Countering Domestic Terrorism. That was a very big, important issue at the beginning of the administration, right? Is to focus on domestic terrorism, meaning parents of school board meetings. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> you know anybody that opposes whatever the woke liberal left progressives are up to. And at that time, they were predicting that a armed conflict would happen last year. Now I'm going to read you a statement out of that very lengthy, very dry, very boring uh, terrorism report. Uh, and I know it's going to be convoluted, but I'm going to read it anyway. So it says the intelligence community assesses that several factors could increase the likelihood or lethality of domestic violent extremist attacks in 2021 and beyond, including escalating support from persons in the United States or abroad, growing growing perceptions of government overreach related to legal or policy changes and disruptions and high-profile attacks spurring follow-on follow -on attacks and innovations in targeting and attack tactics. Got to wonder who wrote this, right, Alec? I mean, my gosh, what is this, like 100 words in this sentence Somebody getting without paid a break? By the word, yeah. yeah, but basically what it's saying is that they were anticipating last year that uh, conservatives would have an outbreak uh, and start a civil war uh, because of government overreach. And it never happened. I, I wonder if they're disappointed. It's almost like they were saying, okay, here it is. We got it out there. This is what you guys are supposed to be doing. We predicted it. We're ready for it. Come on and attack us. I think Where are were, you at? They were really hoping for that on January 6th. But I was there, and while it was a boisterous, I mean, there was a huge crowd of people, and it was very boisterous and loud, but it was... There was a sense of goodwill about it, too. I mean, there was no—nobody was carrying guns. It wasn't like if you look at what's happening in Kazakhstan right now with the people protesting against the government and actually killing security forces and beheading them on the streets and stuff. That's an insurrection. This doesn't count, or January 6th didn't count as that. Can I—I'm um, going to ask a question now. Uh, do you—to me, I wouldn't even really consider it a civil war now— is it a civil war if you go up against uh, the people who are in charge of the American government right now, even though they don't follow any of the tenets of what, like, the, the Constitution says? They're, you know, they're constantly violating the Constitution and the Bill of Rights, and they're, and they're encroaching on it more and more as time goes on. So, to me, they, they might be in the, in the leader's position, but they are no longer— 
American leaders. They seem to be more like dictators that had just taken over the American people. They're like hijackers in the cockpit. So what's your question, Michael? So the question is, is it even a civil war at that point or not just a war to take America back? It it, it seems like they, they took America or took America from Americans. And therefore, you're not really having a, a civil war against the United States because the people that are running it right now are not truly American, I guess is what you're saying. Right. And therefore, and they were elected uh, illegally and through fraud, and therefore it's not really a civil war to re- take back uh, uh, a coup attempt, I, I guess is what you're saying. They, they really are kind of like the, the, hij- the 9-11 hijackers. And they're sitting in the cockpit right now and trying to get mad at people for not obeying the fasten your seatbelt sign. Yeah, I think David wants to say something. Well, what they're doing is they're setting things up for, I mean, we're seeing more and more actions by the federal government that are totalitarian in nature. The prosecution and, and incarceration of the January 6th people for a year over something that they wouldn't prosecute uh, of the Antifa people in other parts of the country over the preceding year, uh, the uh, the FBI raids of, of uh, Project Veritas people, uh, the uh, uh, all sorts of actions that are, are becoming more and more totalitarian, and the accusations of a civil war are setting things up to justify more and more totalitarian action. At least that's the way I see it. And what's going to happen is they're going to continue pushing until they get what they want. You know, the, the narrative is out there. They're going to continue escalating that. And it's it's coercion. But what is it that they want? Because it seems to me what they want is to be able to shoot and kill Trump supporters and conservatives and get them out of the way. That seems to be what they want. So they're hoping that we can keep pushing those buttons on you to get you upset so that you pick up a gun and you go do something crazy. That seems to be what they want. Didn't it just come out that they actually had shoot to kill? There were teams there with shoot yeah, to kill yeah, orders. Yeah, I believe so. And having been there, you could look up on tops of, the tops of the buildings along the mall and see snipers on the tops of the buildings. There was like on the top of the, uh, whatever, the Afri- Afro-American History Museum, you could see a couple of guys up there. I, I think a lot of people would like to know the answer to this question. I don't have the answer. It's, what is the difference between a civil war and a revolution? I looked that up. I looked that up this afternoon. I was very curious about that. And the definition of a civil war is two factions fighting against each other. The definition of a revolution is uh, people trying to overthrow the government. Uh, now, I'm not sure that that is terribly definitive because if people, if one faction is is a, a, a people's faction and the other faction is the government, well, how's it any different? I don't know, but that's that's what seems to be the difference. So, so if uh, if we the people don't have any support from the government, it is a revolution. If say Virginia were to step in, it would be a civil war. If Virginia and and Texas and Florida got together and assembled troops, it would be a civil war. If there was no government assistance, it would be a revolution. That's the way it sounds to me anyway. Well, look, during the Civil War, that's what happened, right? It was basically states against the federal uh, government uh, and states versus states. Right. And I think— Except some uh, states were on the federal government side and some were not. Some were not, yeah. And I guess in a sort of a a revolution, it's uh, uh, not— 
defined by what state you live in. It's the whole country it, rising. It's up more the defined by your values, your principles, your your beliefs, and not uh, wedded to, you know. Well, here I'm defending my state from, you know, the government. Yeah. So I and that would be a civil war. So I guess if they're really claiming a civil war would happen, it would have to be something a state like maybe they're hoping Texas or Florida would. Uh, man up their national guard and become loyal to the governor that would wage war against the u.s government that would be a civil war otherwise if they're thinking that you know uh joe six back out there is going to get together with a bunch of his friends and go down and try to take out a capitol building that would be more of a revolution than a civil war I don't even think they know the difference be honest with you i think it's a hybrid the two things are so inter interconnected well when you think about it right now you have a revolution trying to be uh, attempted and take place you look at the left right you look at black lives matter you look at antifa right they're looking to start a revolution not in the definition that we're claiming but it's essentially a revolution against the very fabric of the united states of america and you have our current government which like we said before is a false government in a sense of who the quote-unquote leaders are and they're allowing it, you know? So you have a revolution currently taking place against the what, the true America. Well, that's why I say that we are already in a civil war. I mean, these people, they were attacking federal buildings. They were attacking local businesses. They were attacking police officers. And the reason why they were attacking was because they wanted certain laws to change, right? So rather than going to the voting booth, electing a member of your state legislature or Congress or Senate, you decided to effect change by and through violence. Basically telling these members of Congress, either you vote for our way and change the law, or we're going to burn down businesses. To me, that is a civil war. And it has already happened. It's already been going on. And I think the finger should continually be pointed toward them. Now, if there is a repercussion of that and conservative Trump supporters or conservative Americans decide we're not going to take having our businesses burned down or having laws changed simply because that side is promoting violence, that's not them people starting a civil war. It's responding to the civil war that's already begun by the left-wing idiots out there. Right. How ridiculous is that, that they would actually say that they are going to protest or try to change something with the government and actually attack people instead that don't have anything to do with the government? But You're it burning works. down a car, uh, but a it car works. place? But it I think works. that these, these groups like Antifa and Black Lives Matter, they're not really operating on their own either. They're surrogates for people in the highest level of government who, are, who don't want to do the actual violence themselves. They're just sort of winking at Black Lives Matter and at Antifa and saying like, you know, sow as much chaos as you can and we'll be here to exploit it. Well, it definitely to me seemed like that the uh, the media was happy to pull those strings um, yep. and get them to do what they were doing. Huge uh, problem, the there, media. Yeah, there was no, no, no chance or no effort at all to like... Uh, make the situation to, to cool off things or anything like that. They just Actively got on there. inflaming. Yeah. 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 Like they wanted it to happen and wanted it to get worse. And that was, I mean, it was sickening to watch. Yep.
they're trying to box us into a corner, I think. It's intentional. The media is trying to box us into a corner. Retired generals are trying to box us into the corner. Former presidents are trying to box us in the corner, uh, including, you know who, Obama, uh, so that we lash out. That's what they want. They want us to lash out. So I'm going to ask the tough question here. That's what they're trying to do. What will it take to have conservatives, Trump supporters to actually lash out? What, what would be that, that point of uh, they've had enough? Is it going to be the immigration issue? Is it going to be the public school issue? Does any issue exist you think of that would finally have Trump-type supporters or conservative Americans lash out and say it's time to uh, defend ourselves and get on with the business of a civil war? Another big stolen election. I, I agree 100%. Another fixed election. Yep. We saw what happened after after 2020s. And that was just a little sort of symbolic thing, January 6th, compared to what could happen with another big stolen election. Well, if this voting right bill passes that Biden's out there pushing, then, yes. you know, it wouldn't technically be called a stolen election, though, would it? Because it would be a law. Right. right. <laughs> and now they've legalized the legal stealing. But they, so, there's got to be an, they, there's got to be a first election after that thing is passed. <laughs> the problem is we stole the last election. So how do we get around that? Well, we legalized what we did and therefore it's no longer a stolen election. All right. So if that law passes, that's sort of like saying, hey, for here on out, we're now stealing the elections from you. We're going to call it legal, but you're going to interpret it as now uh, legalized theft which Lord forbid the government would ever do, right? Legalize, steal anything. Yeah. <laughs> this tax time comes up. Yeah, they do that all the time. Uh, would that be a, a pressure point uh, if that bill passes? Oh, it would, in my mind. Yeah, I mean, because that's, uh, and I, I thought that there was, uh, I guess they're trying to change the Constitution. Isn't, isn't the election supposed to be controlled by the states from the get-go? I mean, wasn't that originally what the plan was? And actually, I mean, I know that they had changed election law since the founding of America, but uh, to have the federal government in such control over the elections. I don't think the me, federal government is supposed to have any control over electoral elections. And that's the whole point of this voting rights bill, right? I mean, just to federalize uh, right. the elections right. and take it away from the states. Mm -hmm. Right. So, I mean, that goes back to what I was saying earlier. Is it even the United States at this point? I mean, like I said, I mean, when I look at what's going on, I see no accountability. No, no People could do whatever they want as long as they're in charge and they're a Democrat. They can get away with it. It doesn't matter. Like uh, just, for instance, with this past election, uh, if there was an investigation into what happened and uh, the courts actually paid attention to it instead of denied it on standing, then the situation and tempers may have been different, but they just ignored people and, and, and acted like it, what they said didn't matter. And the United States is supposed to be controlled by the people. That's who, that's who the, uh, the people who are in charge are beholden to, is the people. Yeah, but I, I don't think that a revolution or a civil war, or whatever it's going to be called, is going to be started by people out there in their communities uh, gathering in their basements and deciding to take up arms against the United States. I don't think it's ever going to happen like that. No. Perhaps the only way that it would happen would be like Ted Cruz said, 
uh, uh, last, I believe it was November at the Texas A&M University, that if things eventually become hopeless, then Texas might secede from the union. And I think that if a civil war from, say, the conservative perspective is going to happen, it would be pretty much based on as much legality as possible, and that is the legal right to secede from the union, or at least the perceived, you know, we're basing it on what we view the law would be. But I guess uh, seceding from the union is illegal too, right, David? Well, I think it could be done, but Congress would have to agree to let the state out. Uh, You can't, you, you would not be able to secede from, a state would not be able to secede without getting congressional approval. That would be, the, the Civil War, a hundred and how many years ago, uh, established that principle. Okay, so so the original Civil War, they wanted to originally have permission to secede from the United States government, federal government, and they failed to get that permission, and that's why. No, I don't. I don't think so. I think no, uh, no, no. That's no, not not at all. I mean. Back then, the belief was that the states had an absolute right to secede. They didn't need anybody's permission. Uh, Today, I think most legal scholars would agree that uh, one of the results of the the American Civil War was that uh, no state is going to have the right to automatically secede uh, without getting congressional approval or getting congressional troops sent to the border. All right. Now, here's another uh, perhaps tipping point that could cause a revolution or civil war among conservatives, and that is the many-fold effort to try to convict President Donald Trump on a felony crime. Right. Right? I mean, uh, I I wonder how many uh, charges he has against him right now that uh, criminal charges, it's almost countless, right? I mean, I, I kind of lost count. This state's going after him. This prosecutor's going after him. trying to make up this. new crimes that they can accuse him of. Now, Gary Bauer said, now he came out with this. He said, uh, they not only want to stop Trump, they want to stop anyone like him. They want to brand any populist conservative with a scarlet eye for insurrection and ban them from running for office because the 14th amendment says no person shall hold any office who has engaged in insurrection or rebellion against the United States. Now that's a shortened version of it. All those words are in the 14th amendment, but there's a lot of other, you know, words (laughs) thrown in between all those words. But basically what it says is if, uh, uh, you have engaged in an insurrection against the United States. You can no longer hold office. So the point he's making is that these uh, current hearings in D.C. on the January 6th uh, so-called riots and trying to get Trump branded as being a part of orchestrating that insurrection is to keep him from being able to run for office. So would this be a pressure point for our especially Trump supporters, if they are successful and branding him with that insurrectionist tag, I guess what they'd have to put, if they do that, they'd have to put him in jail, uh, much less would he be a, not be able to run for any office. 
Uh, would that cause an uprising among Trump supporters that could be violent? It very well could. With the following and the support that President Trump has, enough people could get mad enough where it sparks something. But I would say this, everything that we're talking about, it's, it has begun and it's a slow burn. You know, it, it's mm -hmm. so painful because it's happening little by little, progressively, the hits keep coming. It'd be one thing if there was just an atomic bomb and the whole thing ends, but it's little here, little there, things come out. And, um, you know, it's, it's only a matter of time before the whole thing just blows up. It seems like the pace is quickening. They're, they're, they're tweaking us on the ears and punching us in the face and stepping on our toes faster and faster, yeah. trying to it's get a reaction. Another strategy. And we're building up a situation almost like the beginning of World War I, I think, where you had one guy who shot one person uh, in wherever it was in uh, Serbia and uh, started World War I everything it was like powder keg so last month the institute of politics at harvard's kennedy school published a poll that found that the voting age of 30 and under thought our democracy was in trouble or failing i wonder where they got that from right their their college professors <laughs> and a third of them expected that there would be a civil war within their lifetime and a quarter thought that at least one state would secede so it's almost like what I'm reading from this, if you're talking about 30 and under, uh, they're pulling college uh, university graduate students who have been directed by their professors to believe that uh, conservatives are undermining democracy because that's what we keep hearing every day in and out. And because of that, they expect a civil war. So uh, not only are they pushing conservatives into a corner, hoping that they will lash out into a civil war, they're also preparing the young people out there that are on their side of the political progressive spectrum to be prepared for that civil war. And uh, now what, and the generals are coming out and saying, well, gee, you know, a tenth of our soldiers appears to us are Trump lunatics out there that will take up arms against the military. Um, so they keep feeding that message. Uh, I hate to use the word gaslighting because it's overused, I guess, but I can't think of any other better way to express it that the, the entire country is being gaslit at this moment. That's what it seems to me. I mean, and, and this is driving me crazy. Uh, what was it? Uh, the, 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 the vaccine mandate in the Army was uh, supposed to be an event which would help filter out some of the uh, more conservatives or or uh, liberty-minded people, and uh, what, what, well, what else was well, it? Okay, so they got the vaccine mandate, which uh, I thought all along was a way for them to get Trump supporters out of the military. I'm not sure that everybody that opposes the vaccine is a Trump supporter, though, and I think that has been proven to be false. But also uh, putting uh, soldiers through CRT-mandated training would weed out a lot as well. Also, the recruiting of having to take tests to make sure that you are CRT compliant before you even get into the military will keep you from entering into the service. So I think there's definitely an orchestrated effort to purge our military of anybody that is conservative, liberty-minded, constitutional-loving Americans out there and only have the woke progressive 
uh, people who can't think for themselves have to have some Hollywood actor tell them how to think that is in the military. And besides that, if that's what you got in the military, then they'll just abide by anything a general tells them to do anyway. That's how Hitler got his start, right? You know, it's like, you will believe what I tell you because I have conditioned you through propaganda to believe that what I say is true. And that's how it starts. And, you know, that's how it seems to me where all this is headed. So we have to wrap it up, but does anybody have any final comments that they want to get out of their system? I was just going to say, Marty, on the flip side of what you said, if it's put out there strong enough and often enough, the, what the comments and the thoughts and the ideologies that oppose that, they're going to be hated. And that's what's happening is, is their side is being pushed so strongly that our side of things is, is being despised and they want to take us out. Well, you know, that's why we have uh, a growing number of people out there in America starting podcasts like we did, because we're not going to get a fair shake in the regular world of media. You're not going to be on regular TV or regular radio. You're not going to be featured in any positive documentaries, just negative documentaries. And it's almost impossible to get our voice heard. Right now, podcasts seem to be a way that hasn't been superly uh, infiltrated by the progressive wokes at the top that they cancel podcasts, at least not yet. Uh, so here we got our podcast. I'm thrilled that people are, are have been listening to us and uh, have been downloading our episodes. I encourage you to continue to do so. And please turn us on to your friends. Uh, let your friends know that we're out here. And uh, keep tuning in. And we hope to see you again next week. Thanks for joining us. Bye-bye.